Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we welcome you inside this Wednesday Sports Ethos Sacramento Kings podcast. Sam Comanche here with you alongside, as always, the incomparable and all-knowing Jill Adge. And just a fair warning to our listeners, uh, we are not, and I repeat, we are not going to torture you by talking too much about the Sacramento Kings. I understand that that's what this podcast is about, but you, me, Jill, None of us want to go down this horrible, horrible path that the Kings are are fast, fastly going down. Fastly? It's not a word. Rapidly going down. Um, so we're going to touch on Alvin Gentry's comments after the game. He seems to actually give a shit. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the Stockton Kings. There's a, a group of players and a coach that seem to care about basketball. And uh, we'll review other things around the NBA that uh, are worth talking about. Uh, mostly the teams that Jill and I thought would be good this year. Some of our sleeper teams check in on the sleeper teams, how they're doing. I only have one that actually has um, panned out so far. The rest of them, I, I kind of sound like an idiot, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll evade talking about the Kings too much, but we will start with the Alvin Gentry comments from last night's game. Very, very Dave Yeager esque, Michael Malone esque, whatever prior Rick Adelman would have probably said something similar. Uh, Rick, or excuse me, not Rick Adelman. I wish it was Rick Adelman. Alvin Gentry called this game last night, Jill, this ass whooping by the LA Lakers when they were up by nine and a half, proceeded to get outscored 67 to 33 in the second half because the Kings forget that there's two halves, two games. He called it an embarrassment. This is after their previous coach, Luke Walton, called one of their performances earlier in the year disgusting. So we have a disgusting embarrassment of a team right now in the Sacramento Kings of 2021. These comments by Alvin Gentry, are they going to resonate with anybody, Jill? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Not that we've seen. <laughs> it's going to fall. I mean, Rashawn Holmes, maybe Tyrese Halliburton, yeah. probably. But Mitchell. I Mitchell, mean, who people have already given up on after all the hype in the preseason. They've decided they hate him now. 20, I mean, 20 games. Yeah. Um, He's a rookie still, guys. He's just a rookie. Well, right. And I can understand, you know, people's frustrations of, you know, like see why we needed, you know, roster fits elsewhere and stuff. But again, like if they felt like he was the best player, then you know what I mean? Like then talk about him and his decision-making for thinking someone's the best player, not like on the kid that didn't ask to come here and is playing exactly how you would expect him to play. Right. Like, I mean, um, what player picked after him has been killing it so far. I, I'm not aware of anyone that's been lighting it up. That was picked past. No, yeah. The only one I've seen, I think people have kind of mentioned is a uh, Duarte. Um, oh yeah. You know, who, who is the, th- who is the three and D and Sangoon who did come visit. Um, I've seen others mention Jalen Johnson, but he's, you know, he's killing it in the G league, but the Hawks right. have already said, you know, the Hawks have had how many injuries and the, and, uh, 
they already came out and said, oh, we need more injuries for him to even see time. (laughs) Yes. I mean, it's just crazy. And the dude just had a 2020 game. Yeah, he's good. But like, that's how deep they think they are, right? Mm -hmm. That a vet, a vet coach, he's playing his veteran guys. Like that's, you know, whether right or wrong, I don't know. But like, that's, that's their mindset right now. But yeah, um, Sangun has looked has looked good and he's looked exactly how, you know, I think most of us, um, you know, figured he would, he's still, um, battling vets for minutes, you know, and, and that's a situation over there. I mean, he, he's looking, you, you can, you can argue right. he might look a little better because he's playing a lot of garbage minutes in, on a terrible roster, which we're not anyone to judge terrible rosters. We have a terrible roster here in Sacramento. I mean, that's how our guys have been, you know? Yeah doing for the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, in that point, you just say he's doing what he should be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. Like that's, um, but would he be doing it here again? Who knows? Um, but the thing is, is Mitchell is not making or breaking us right now. Like that's, if you thought one person could come in and completely change, um, a whole set of defensive players that don't want to play defense. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, I think there's something to be said for that. The defensive rating is better when he's on the court. Like that's great. Um, it's obvious. But you've yeah. Still like you still have, he can't make the other players give a shit and play defense. Like your team as a whole is ranked 28. Like, so I, I mean, you could bring Ben Simmons right over. Who's like all defense and all that stuff. And I can't tell you that he would change anything because again, you're still relying on the rest of this group to give a damn on that side of the court. And they don't like, I mean, and they're, they were worse in the league last year and now they have fallen to 28. So, you know, um, it can always get worse. Jill, we've been saying it. We've been reminding know, everybody. Um, it's gotten worse. I mean, great. We saw flashes again, but you don't see a full 48 minutes and that's what you have to have. If you're going to expect, to win a game like the second half they was they went on like a 40 40 to eight eight run i mean that people laughing at that that can't happen i mean okay you're missing shots but if you can't stop the other team either while you're not making shots you're never gonna win (laughs) um no no, and teams know they can come back on the kings in the second half they know they can they're not concerned going in the half down by 10 like the lakers were they're nine they know the Kings are going to disappear on their own. They don't really yeah. need to do anything. Buddy Hill's going to they, throw up a, a yeah. three, 20 seconds into the, or four seconds into the shot clock. They adjust to you. And the first sign of them, you know, giving you a punch back, you fold, mm-hmm. you fall and go back to the, Oh, here we go again. But yet don't do anything to fix it. And after how many years of, you know, Minus Barnes, how many? I mean, how many times do we have to see this over and over? Um, the team is, uh, I mean, and I think it's more frustrating because individually, like, there is talent there, and I think mm-hmm. to me, that's frustrating is like, but as a whole, if it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. I mean, and that's just the way it is. And to me, that's more frustrating is because I can look at each player individually and like, there are things that they are good at but no one is putting it together. And if you don't put it together, it, yeah. it's not going to work. 
There's um, and super teams that'll fail, Jill. Teams that have an yeah. immense amount of talent, like the Lakers and whatever it was when they had Nash and Howard, 2012 or whatever. The Sports Illustrated cover, like this will be fun, and then they were they were terrible. They're terrible, horrible and terrible, terrible. They uh, they didn't go together, even though they were talented. This is a team that not only doesn't go together, but isn't really that talented. So it's just, I mean, not a not a surprise that it's a fucking shit show. And, and the only one that seems to be surprised is Bonnie McNair, which, uh, you know, his seat might slowly start to get warmer as this continues, if this continues, which we're sure hoping it doesn't. We're hoping some trade or trades, multiple trades. I, I'm of the mindset, people that follow me on Twitter know at this point, I believe that anyone can be traded and should be traded. I don't think any of these guys deserve to put on a Kings uniform, not even Rashawn Holmes. And that, not that Rashawn Holmes has done anything wrong. It's just that I don't care enough about any of these players on this horrible team to be like, oh, I don't want to trade them. No, trade any of them. I don't care. They haven't accomplished anything, guys. You can't get attached to someone that's giving you nothing. That's a, that's a, that's a bad <laughs> disease to have, bad problem to have. The buddy healed laughing after the game, smiling and giggling, talking to Anthony Davis. Anything to take from that? No. Uh, I mean, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to fans. I mean, I get it. Like Deuce was mentioning on their night chat last night, you know, because they were talking about it too. And he's like, oh, I got a text, you know, and they're saying, well, um, we know, you know, you know, it's common that they talk after games, whatever we know, um, and that they haven't really been able to to talk as much because of all the new, you know, rules and things like that. Okay, great. Like, but as a fan, sorry, I don't care. Like you just got blown out two games in a row. I, I'm sorry. I don't care if you're chumming it up with your pal. I mean, why would a fan care about that? Like, it's sorry. Like it's, um, I, I can, I know what you're doing, but, um, I mean, sorry, no fan wants to see anybody smiling after a game, like regardless. And it's, and we've seen it for multiple games now against teams that he's been rumored to be, you know, in, in trade. Yeah. It's going to pattern actually. It's like, I mean, but they're all doing it like, but at least, I mean, Holmes gave everybody love, but he was still like stone faced pissed. Um, you know, and it's, I, I don't think any of them are happy again. Like I, I mean, I would hope he's not happy, but again, all we have to see are you getting blown out and, um, smile. So, you know, and, and then Tristan was right there with them. Like, it's, yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's your, court, it's your court play that matters, right? Like right. we're, we don't care about your smiles. We don't care about what you're saying post game. We don't give a shit about any of that. It's, it's your on court that's speaking for itself. So, and, you know, I'm, I'm getting tweets today. Oh, you know, fans are just being too mean on guys now. And that's why they don't want to be here. No, they don't want to be here because Sacramento sucks. Like, yeah. okay. I mean, the team sucks. Like it has nothing to do with fans. Like we've been that's our freaking fault. loyal for 15 years. And because we're not showing up now during a pandemic, all of a sudden we're like horrible fans. Fuck that. Fuck that. That is bullshit. I think it's the first time I've heard you say the F word on this. Thank you. I've it been doing all the nothing heavy lifting. To, nothing to do with fans. Like yeah. that is just such a cop out. And you know what I mean? Like the players aren't saying it. It's fans saying it to other fans, like who don't want to blame players, right? Or coaches or GMs or owners or, you know, whatever. 
everybody deserves blame. But not fans who've been around <laughs> who saved the team only to see it go to shit for, you know, for the last, you know, seven to eight years since the new owner took over. Like, I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It, I, I would have never thought it got to the point where the fans are now being pointed the blame at um, for not supporting very few fan bases, if any in sports will support a team that's been in purgatory. That's been such a joke across the league for this long at this point, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it. You just got blown out by 27 points against Memphis who are, have not been playing well. And they were missing their best player. You got blown out. You came home, played the Lakers without LeBron James, without fucking LeBron James. And you got your ass handed and to you by 25. And you didn't make a three-pointer in the second half. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I, I didn't know that. As a first time since um, oh, it actually happened in 2018. Oh, you know what? That was the end of um, that was the end of Jaeger's. Um, was that the Blazer year. game? The last game? It said 4-6, April 6th. So I don't mm. know what the team was. It around just that had time. The date. Yeah. But the, the thing is, too, it's like. We're small, right? Like, and we've all had our, you know, conversations of, you know, the Kings being a small team and going three guard lineups and all this stuff. A small team doesn't have the luxury of being a below average half court shooting team, especially, especially if you're going to be ranked 28 right now in catch and shoot in the half court below average when they're guarded. They're apparently considered very good to the rest of the NBA. When they're unguarded, they're poor. They're like the worst. All jump shots off the dribble in the half court, below average. Anything under 17 feet is average. Um, anything from 17 feet to the three-point line is below average. And anything past the three-point line is below average. So again, like you're not going to play defense and you're not going to shoot you're going to shoot the ball below average and everything on the half court because you're not getting transition by not playing defense. Um, You're going to be a below average team. (laughs) What did we just say? Just be average. (laughs) And you would would be there. I refuse. I mean, and it's not even like we were, we were asking for a 500 team. Like we weren't even asking for the moon, the stars, anything. Just be an average team. And we can't do that. Nope. No, at this point, I'm I'm leaning towards the, the for sure the blow up the team. I don't see why anyone would want to keep this group together. But then I'm also leaning towards hey, let's let's get that let's get that pick, let's get that high pick, let's get Monty McNair a, a top five pick to work with. Um, I think the sad as it is to be thinking like this because it's been long, you know, 16 years of this. Uh that's I mean I'm just there. I, I would rather I'd rather watch. And Gentry kind of hinted at this, that, you know, we're going to find some guys that actually give a shit, which he said that after his first game uh, and then proceeded to play some guys that had been on the bench, deep on the bench the following game. Tonight, they play the Clippers. They're going to get their ass whooped by the Clippers uh, in L.A. And they're going to probably, I would imagine Gentry's going to play a lot of minutes to those guys, to the guys that he thinks want to want to do it. Lewis King, Tamias Randall. Yeah. Have we heard anything from about Barnes or Harkless? No, I I haven't heard anything about him. Because, I mean, James Ham mentioned this on his podcast the other day is that he's like I know people want to give credit to Gentry for making switches he's like but if you had everybody healthy he doesn't think that you'd actually be seeing the switches so I mean and so this is what will be interesting is like when people get healthy again will I mean 
which we still don't have much clarity besides day to day on guys. So, I mean, at this point, um, but yeah, like <laughs> the ones that you're throwing out there aren't working. So, I mean, I'd, I'd I really don't know what, what Gentry is going to do. Um, yeah. He's probably running out of ideas, honestly. And I he's mean, going to coach for a week. He, he only has so many guys he can pull from on that bench. Um, can we just take the whole Stockton and- Kings team? It's, I mean, hey, there's a number three defense in the G League right now. Five and three. Um, We're going to talk about them in a minute. At least uh, Bobby has them, um, you know, continuing from their their summer league of of giving damn. You know, and, and, and I will say when um, King went in there, he was rough, which, you know, not, not surprised. He hasn't practiced with these guys. This team, since Gentry has taken over, hasn't had a practice. Like they've had shoot arounds, but they have not had a practice. So, I mean, again, like, again, if we're expecting to see a lot of changes, I really don't think that's totally realistic either, where, um, I want to say like in the next seven days, they only have one game, you know, again, the scheduling is like freaking weird. Um, and so they'll finally get some practice in. And if you're going to keep some of the G league guys up, that's where they would get some, you know, minutes with the guys. Cause right now you're just throwing guys that haven't been around, um, any of these ones, but, um, I thought he at least looked like he gave a damn on defense against Carmelo. Like, you know what I mean? He had some, um, learning fouls, you know, on how they do the up and under on you. It should be illegal now. And, uh, (laughs) um, but you know what I mean? Like that, that's good learning things for him, I think, but at least he showed like he was out there. He was, down in position like we shouldn't have to be saying great job guys you're down and ready but yet like (laughs) here we are (laughs) um you know and I will say good for good for Metu in that first half I mean um you know for for all the talk we've been giving him on not looking that that great and oh it's it's everybody no I know but Um, I'm shouting out Tony because he was ripped he's not a Metu fan and I was getting a little bummed. I was like, I kind of like Metu. Well, that's the thing is he is because he's praised him when he plays well. It's but I will say for him, he will call you out if you're if you're lacking. Mm-hmm. Um so and um and so oh clippers arresting oh clippers arresting Paul George <laughs> that doesn't matter. tonight. Well, I it hurts me for my fantasy. I oh, have like okay. three guys out now with injuries like, and COVID and then a, a rest. So for me on that side, I'm, I'm bummed, but I'm that just it. means another, I mean, that doesn't mean anything to the game. No, they don't care. <laughs> Someone sitting there. Thinking. Okay. Who they put but, in front of us? We're yeah. Lose. Um, but I think that game perfectly showed where Metu can be valuable. Like when he's not forcing anything, I mean, cause this was our thing that we talked about the other day is we felt he was kind of like forcing it, but there was no one out there saying like, stop or trying to take over and in, in other areas. So Again, like the kid was told you had five games to show yourself. Like, why wouldn't he be going out there and doing what he's doing? But last yesterday, it was nice to see him play within himself and within the game. He was getting the putbacks. Um, he had like that crazy turnaround, like Dirk looking jumper on, yeah. on Davis. Um, but I felt like, and then he was making cuts right on on the alley oops and stuff, but and then was playing good defense on Anthony Davis. Right. Which is no joke. And so, um, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's what I want to see for him is, and even the three, I think he did take like 
it was still like he was wide open and the ball had moved around and like it got to him. You want him to shoot it. Like, you know what I mean? Like you'd be yelling at him. I would be yelling at him if he didn't, because that's, that's ball movement got you open, shoot the damn ball. Right. Um, so I just didn't feel like he was playing, you know, outside himself. And to me, that's when he's like this, that's where he shows, um, that he can give you, you know, valuable minutes. It doesn't, he doesn't need to be a starter. It doesn't need, again, it's like that you can play guys in, you know, in minutes and have it be, um, successful because when, when everyone's healthy again, like I, obviously we don't know what's going to happen, but, um, yeah, I, uh, it'll change. The rotation will change when some of these guys come back. That's kind of a no brainer. Will Metu stick in the rotation? Who knows? Will Bagley keep playing a little bit when Barnes is back? Uh, I think they're going to probably try and keep playing him up his trade value or really see if they want to keep him around. Uh, I want to say off topic though, this spider just rolled out in front of me on my desk while you were talking, Jill. I am definitely afraid of spiders. Killed it. Didn't even make a sound. I am very proud of myself. There's a lot of bravery there. That was like going to war. Um, I'm like triple checking to make sure I killed it. It's dead. I'm alive. That was impressive. I mean, I I was, I should have screamed. I usually would have screamed if if that had happened in a normal circumstance. Anyway, uh, the, the Kings are, Kings are fucking terrible. Um, We know that it's the same thing. We keep saying every episode, Uh, nothing's changing. Nothing will change until this roster gets a blow up button push on it. Um, Monty McNair hopefully accepts that this is not going to work and changes things. We're not going to keep talking about it. They play the Clippers tonight, 7.30, another back-to-back. We all know how this is going to play out. Then they play the Clippers again in Sacramento. I don't imagine anyone will be there, nor should you go and spend money on an expensive ticket to Golden 1 unless you plan on throwing up on the court, in which case I'll pay for the ticket. Then they'll play them again on Saturday. Let's talk about the Stockton Kings who are playing well. We, we just hinted at it. They're five and three. They've just lost two straight games, however, to the Ignite. But the Ignite, as you taught me, Jill, I didn't know this. They were, they were pretty much created for players that opt out of going to college and instead would want to get paid. And, you know, yeah, it was, that it's kind of like they're showcasing yeah. um, team, Mark. which is why they brought, like, right, Pete's the athletic trainer. They brought in ex-NBA coaching um, staff. Like it's, it's very much supposed to be like there, which is why you had the Jalen greens and, yep. um, the, uh, um, Kuminga and all of that playing on that team last year, it's supposed to be kind of that, like really developmental, um, group. And, uh, like, right. We were, we were talking offline here, how scoot got that $1 million contract. Um, and they're already talking about him being, you know, that top two, top three draft pick in, uh, 2023. So, um, yeah, they very much, so much created smarter. that as a, um, as that development. And then the other one is that, um, is it overtime, overtime elite or something like that? It's that Brandon Williams who was here. Um, he's created that a separate group where they're taking people from overseas and here and paying him that money and, uh, Brandon Williams like, like having the- him go through like Academy, like type where they're doing schooling and then um, oh. development to, to get into the league as well. Brandon Williams, the assistant so. GM. Is that who you're talking about? Mm-hmm. He oh, started wow. it. Yeah. So that's his thing now. Good for him. While he's not pissing off Dave Yeager, he's up doing yeah. stuff like that. So. But yeah, the, the stock. Yeah, so Kings, there's kind of a couple different things yeah. that they've 
you're teaching me a lot created around here yeah I, I should start watching the g league i think instead uh but yeah the stock teams are good bobby jackson's of course the head coach uh namias Keda is a featured player on this team one of the, the other two-way guy outside of lewis king who hasn't yet played for the actual kings he's been getting a lot of seasoning he's a raw player so it doesn't surprise us uh but lewis king's been playing for him robert woodard Jamias ramsey they have Sac State alum, Marcus Graves, who's played for the Kings Summer League team. So as Matt Coleman, DJ Stewart, uh, Emmanuel Terry, who I believe is currently playing for the Team USA, Jill, if I'm not wrong, with Isaiah Thomas and uh, some of these guys trying to qualify for the World Cup in basketball, Correct. which they, of course, pull a bunch of random players because um, that's the only guys that want to play in that tournament. Unfortunately, World Cup is all about soccer anyway. Uh, but yeah, they got a good squad. And, and they're playing well, and at least it gives people in Stockton something enjoyable to watch and then or listen if you want to listen to uh, Deuce and Mo do the games. Uh, but you follow along with them more than me. Are there any, like, real things you feel like need to be shared, takeaways from this team? Um, yeah, I think the... Like, maybe give us some hope, <laughs> maybe. Well, no, like, right, so to start the season, right, 41% of the league, right, of of going into this year, um, 41% of, uh, on like on roster players in the NBA, people who made the final rosters had played in the G league. So like, I know people want to make fun of it. Like, Oh, it's just the G league. Like they're supposed to be killing it in the G league. Like, yes, they're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be developing your players and using them like that. It's supposed to work in sync like that. And so, and if you look, if you go into the G league, they have like the whole list of, of players of that 41% and they are the guys on legit teams who have legit roles. Like they're, it's not, you know, your randos. Like, I mean, it's a whole list of legitimate, you know, guys who are helping people. And, um, so like, I know we want to, you know, say like, you know, the, um, you know, the Lewis Kings, you know, aren't totally ready yet, but like, that's okay. He's 22. He's growing. I mean, you have Fred Van Fleet, Duncan Robinson, Christian Wood, Lou Dort, Clint Capella, Pascal, Devontae Graham, Rudy Gobert, Dennis Schroeder, Chris Boucher, Yuta Watanabe, Terry Rosier, Chris, Chris Middleton, Spencer Dinwiddie, Derek White, Jordan Clarkson, CJ McCollum, Derek Jones, Hassan Whiteside, Shake Milton, Kendrick Nutt, like, John. I mean, it's like Danny Green. No, like, those are great players. Robert Covington. It's the San Antonio Spurs. If you utilize it correctly, you can build players, right? And we can say in Sacramento, it's been one in a million, right? Like it's a shot in the dark, but other teams are utilizing it correctly. So I can only hope, you know, and they brought over Paul Johnson, who's running it, was um, With handled the, the one in Oklahoma City. and. You know, they've been great at development, right? Yes, I mean, absolutely. they've been great in trades. They've been great in development. Like it's very in sync. And so, um, and it was him was and then another coach. Sixers one. Yeah. And so um, it's, you know, you can only hope that that, that continues here, but it's, it's when I see players doing well there to me, that makes me happy because maybe we can end up utilizing it. Like every other team does. You still have to have the roster talent on your big man roster while you, you know, grow other players 
you know, the one doesn't, you know, negate the other, you still have to have talent on your big roster. Um, and if you can fill in these pieces, like your Fred Van Fleet's, your Duncan Robinson's, your Christian Woods, your Lou Dort's, Clint Capella's, where you have talent around them, but you can fit guys in there who you've homegrown, it will only, you know, do good things. And so it's nice to see Lewis King, you know, at 22 playing well there. It's nice to see, um, Nemi playing well there, right. And doing exactly what you would hope he's doing in his minutes. Um, that the team's playing defense. So again, when you, when you bring these guys up, you can see them out there actually wanting to play de- defense. You have Jemice Ramsey, who's, who was the second youngest player in the draft last year, playing well in the G league, hitting, um, you know, hitting two threes before Luke King hit the game winner, you know, two games ago. Um, you know, you have your Terry's like, and if you have trades down the line and you need end up being, you know, to pull guys up, you could have your Terry, you could have, you know, players. And so, um, they have a good mix of some older guys and some younger guys. And even Robert, Robert Woodard, the, his last two games, he had actually played really well, but then he got hurt again. So it's like, every time he starts to show a flash, he gets hurt, which really sucks is because again, it's, it takes away from his consistency and development. Um, but for guys that didn't get legitimate G league minutes last year, because they only got that short bubble, it's nice to see them actually developing there because they're not getting minutes here, right? Like you're not like an OKC where you're throwing, you know, you're necessarily throwing out, um, you know, three or four guys and then the rest could be G leaguers like it's, um, or, you know, or end of bench players. And so. Yeah. Um, to me, it's just exciting seeing Bobby do well. Right. And of course. been an assistant forever and finally getting his, you know, first, um, head coaching job. And, um, he has those guys playing well. I mean, um, when the shots aren't falling, you know, it can be kind of rough, but I will say, um, when I was watching last game, they ended up losing, but they were, I think ahead by like 15 in the first quarter. And for the last four minutes of, of that quarter, they did not score a basket, but they were still up, I think by eight or something at the end of the quarter, because they only let the other team score seven points during that four, that, you know, four minute mark. So yes, they didn't score, but they still limited, um, the ignite, right. Who's should be like the best of the best. I mean, you know, at least in young talent, um, which you could see it, they held them right. Which is what we were saying too. If you're not going to hit your shots, you have to be able to play defense to, to get stops, to offset those, those runs of, you know, bad, bad streaks. <laughs> Cause we know it's a game of runs, but when you can, you know, prevent some of that stuff, you know, it, it'll help. So, but, and that's one thing that this are, you know, um, the Kings are not great. I hear. So, yeah. So we're, we're we're building towards the point as that, what the 30 to eight run, <laughs> right? 40 to eight, 40 to eight. Uh, trending on Twitter. Cause it's so laughable. Uh, you guys have an alternative Kings fans. You don't want to watch Sacramento Kings. Don't go watch the Stockton Kings. They're fun. They're close by to Sacramento. And, uh, these are guys, they I mean, they have to, because they're still trying to get their place they're on an actual NBA NBA career. Yeah. yeah. They're playing for their livelihood. So they, Give a shit. They definitely do. And they're exciting. And that game where Ramsey that you were talking about hit two corner threes and then King hit the game winner. That game would have been nuts to be at. That would have been a fun game and probably a cheap ticket. I don't imagine these G League tickets run up too high. They're not Vivek Ronadive priced, so you have a shot. 
Uh, yeah, Sergeant Kings, five and three. The two losses against the Ignite, nothing to be ashamed of. They lost the first one, uh, I think, by three. It was 114 to 111. That's a hell of a game. And then the last game that you were watching, Jill, they lost by 10, 96 to 86. So playing competitive against, yeah, the upper echelon of the G League teams in the Stockton, or excuse me, the, the Ignite. Where are the Ignite from? Where are they actually, where are they based? Do they have Walnut like Creek. A, Walnut mm-hmm. Creek? So it's oh, close. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know that. Uh, got a lot of good Cali teams. Uh, okay, yeah. we're going to wrap up this episode um, talking about other teams in the NBA. Thank God. Um, but more specifically, the teams that we were discussing before the season that we expected to maybe surprise some people or have some success when other people weren't seeing it happen. Jill, I only have one that I feel worth mentioning, and that's the Cleveland Cavaliers. I had talked about how they have some skill. They have some talented young players um, that other teams should be envious about, especially front court players. They've been good. They're 11 and 10. They're the eighth seed. They don't have Colin Sexton. Kevin Love missed some time. However, the two main important players of this team have stayed healthy and have been incredible. Jared Allen, who the Nets should have never traded away for a bag of Lay's potato chips. And then, uh, okay, DeAndre Jordan. And then uh, Evan Mobley, probably the best rookie so far. Actually, I think he is the best rookie so far. Those guys, incredible. Just incredible in the low block and what they can do and stretching the floor because they can both shoot. And then you factor in Darius Garland, who's slowly becoming a really, really, really talented player. Still very young. Isaac Okoro, who's a great on-ball defender. Uh, Ricky Rubio seemed to revitalize his whole career in Cleveland. He had eight threes in a game against New York when they upset the, the Knicks. Uh, they're a good team. They're fun to watch. They, they play good defense. And then when they do score, they can score a lot. They can get rolling and put up some big numbers. So I definitely think they'll hang around in the playoff. They're, they're going to be in the play-in at least. Right now, they're the eighth seed, which is the plan. Mm, excuse me. And that's, yeah. And they're doing it without Sexton. They've had, you know, Mobley injury, like they've had. Right. Yeah. Um, no, they, they, they've, they're, they've they're taken cool. up the next man up and um, their length <laughs> is love. working for them. They're playing defense. They're um, playing well. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're playing good teams hard, right? Like they're, they're doing it to good teams and bad. So um, yeah, kudos to them. <laughs> Kudos to a team that's buying in and has some young talent. And then Minnesota was the other team in the Western Conference. Same record, 11 and 10, 7 and 3 in their last 10. Chris Finch has got these guys believing in his philosophies now. They, you figured it would take it some time. He was one of the rare situations where he came in in the middle of the year last year, which is so bizarre to see a team do that when they hire the permanent coach in the middle of the season um, by the now former executive, Jerson Rosas, who got exiled from Minnesota. But they're good. They're also incredibly fun to watch simply off the premise, uh, precipice of Anthony Edwards precipice. I'm just making up. I'm just saying words. that don't even actually go with what I'm trying to say. Um, it's what happens when you don't sleep very much, but Anthony Edwards, ant, the ant man, incredible, 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 incredible highlight reel after highlight reel. And he loves the game of basketball. Anyone that talks about Anthony Edwards will at some point mention the fact that it seems like he would do it for free. He doesn't, they pay him a lot of money, but he, he plays the game. Like he's just, you know, playing a pickup game for yeah. shits and gigs. You want to know what's been impressive to me? So last year, um, I know they've had, you know, if people want to bring up easiness of schedule or whatever, but the thing is they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? They finished the year 28th in defense with a defensive rating of 114.5 uh, this season. And you know who their new defensive coordinator is this year? Once Finch took over, Elston Turner. Oh, yeah. The guy Elston, where... The two times the Kings have been somewhat successful, who was running 
Yep. Who was running with Adelman and with Yeager. Yep. Um, number six defense in the league right now at 105. That is a jump. Whether it continues, I don't know, but kudos to them. And like those players said that they said all the things that the Kings had been, have been saying for years. Um, the coaches can tell us everything. Um, the players can know what they need to do. But at the end of the day, we have to give a shit and we actually have to do it. That was from Cat himself and kudos to them. And, and, and I think this. said it too. They're, you know, they're, they've bought in and they're doing it. Again, will it continue? Who knows? But um, props to them for being 11 and 10 because it, a they started four and nine. No, they were below us. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so they seven, got yeah. healthy again, right? That was our big thing of, you know, how is it going to look when everyone's healthy together? And they look good. Um, what were some teams that and you they got down? some of their guys for, for cheap? Oh, yeah. <laughs> some under the radar moves. Or were one or two of the teams that you had uh, referenced before the year, Jill? I'm drawing a blank as to the teams that you had said you were um, excited to watch. I think I said Toronto. Yeah. Just because we weren't sure how they were going to go. Chicago. Um, Chicago. And then um, Washington. Because I was saying it was three about three. Um, uh, unsold. So yeah. Amazing what a good coach can do. Mind-boggling. Yeah, Washington's great. Um, I, I think about the... The failed buddy he'll trade so much, Jill, because God damn it. Kuzma would have filled such a big need for them as that stretch four. And he's 26 years old. Harold is a an absolute yeah. menace. And then they reportedly were and this, we don't know if this is true for sure, but there was the Lakers first round pick also involved in that trade, which would have given them a chance to add another yeah. role player potentially in the twenties of uh last year. There draft. was there were some quite a few shooters some, that were yeah, there. Yeah. There's some good players available. Uh that's so, yep. Describes McNair's as the Kings go, you know. Yeah, as yep. McNair's and that's been, and you know, and that's trades. and that's his thing, right? Yep. Um, and you're not yeah, you can only give, you know, good job for you know identifying talent, but you didn't land it. So, you know, end of the day, that's what matters. <laughs> and the two trades <laughs> he did pull off. <laughs> uh one of the players no longer here, Delon Wright got flipped in the offseason. And then Terrence Davis, everybody hates Terrence Davis. Everybody hates Terrence. He is shooting horribly for a guy that's supposed to be a consistent three and D guy. He has absolutely no rhythm or confidence for sure. No confidence. He's shooting 20% from three. Yeah. And like, even yeah. I think and lower that's not than even that. close to his career numbers. Oh no. Um, but you know what I mean? 40. Like, but that's what we see a lot of time as Kings fans. So <laughs> guy has success over comes <laughs> here, forgets how to play basketball. <laughs> It's and then just, move on and, and be fine again. I got to not care though. Um, you, you make a good yeah. point. Why should I care if they don't care? But um, yeah, I, I did like seeing him yesterday be more aggressive at the basket. Cause we know he can do that. Um, right. So I appreciated not away from like the, just chucking and, and he went to the basket. Um, I can't remember all of the threes, but I know at least the one I can remember again, it was a similar one where, um, the ball moved around and you had him wide open. Like that's a shot that Gentry and them are going to be saying you have to take that. Sure. You know what I mean? Like that's regardless of your numbers. Um, so. Uh, a couple other teams real quick to touch on Chicago. Um, you and Tony Zotaris were huge. You know, the Kings Herald, you guys were huge fans of what they had done. Uh, they're 14 and eight. They're second in the Eastern conference. The Charlotte Hornets 
I think I actually had mentioned something about them, or at least I was talking about how I thought they would be a fun team to watch. They're 13 and 10. They're in the sixth seed, so they're out of the plane currently. And then uh, the West is weird, Jill. The West is like, well, the West and East are pretty symmetrical right now in terms of how the teams are starting out record-wise. There's yeah. not this so, huge discrepancy. Yeah. There was uh, a, a press release from the Warriors. I don't know if you saw that, that they were called Wiseman and Lee and Clay um, back from the G League oh, uh, no. to, the, to the real squad. So um, something to... Uh, is he playing tonight? Or like Something to soon? keep an eye on. Um, the next games against the Suns on Friday, it says, um, at Chase Center. So um, for that anyone seems- that's following Clay, you know what I mean? Like you regardless of how anyone feels about the Warriors, like um, it, I'm excited to see him come back. Oh, yeah. I hate seeing injuries take out, you know, um, guys like that. So, I mean, they're playing really well and they're adding three, three, three good players um, back to their squad. So, yeah. And, and the West is like the And so I don't know if you just saw, they just announced that Lillard's out for the next 10 days, at least with his abdominal strain that he's been dealing with. Um, Bam is out for Miami now for the next four to six weeks. Um, so again, like plenty of teams are going through, you know, their own injury issues and are having to figure out how to keep yeah. going. So again, like you're you making the-, the excuses aren't there yeah. because everyone's going through COVID. Like we're seeing three guys just went out today again for COVID. So around the league, like in addition to injuries and it Denver's lost like their whole, their whole, uh, Almost yeah. their whole starting lineup, <laughs> their team. Like, besides two of them, I think. And then they just lost two more um, for at least 10 days with COVID. So, yeah. um, my guy Bones. Yeah. No one's a bigger fan of Bones Highland than Jill Edge. Not even Bones' so, uh... Bones's mom, probably. <laughs> um, or dad. And he just went off, too. He came back from his yeah. ankle injury and then went off. What's his real um, name? Do you know his real name? It's a true test uh, of how big of a fan you are. Rash- it's not Rashawn, but it's Deshaun. It's not bones. That's just no, but it's like Rishon yeah. Deshaun. I was like, maybe something I mean, like that. Yeah. As I said, I was like, well, it could actually just be bones. Uh, no, it isn't. <laughs> Nishan. Sorry, Nishan. Sure I close. I knew okay. it was a Sean. <laughs> so yeah. Why is he called bones? Um, we're gonna make this. Look it up. I, I don't All know right. if I ever actually looked that up. We're gonna we're gonna but... make make this the Bones Highland show. Yeah, he deserves I'll have it. To look that up. Hey, do some research. You're playing well. If you're playing well, we'll talk about you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's why we're not talking about the Kings because none of them, none of them are playing well. Uh, yeah. So on um, Monday, we're thinking we're going to do the next little tease. Uh, not well, I'll tease it now, but Jill will reveal a couple more coaching candidates from her list on Monday once the Kings have lost two more games, um, as we're assuming they will. And then Friday, uh, I can't lock this in, but I'm thinking maybe Jill, we do another roundtable. Seems like a really good time to do a roundtable. Um, with how this season is unfolding. So we'll see if we can get some people together because uh, we didn't do the Friday show yesterday or last yeah. week because of Thanksgiving. Now we're going to do our guest show. Yeah, if not Friday. this week, it'll be next week, but we'll we'll try to work it in this week. Um, right. But depending on schedules, if not, we'll we'll have it. We'll have so it next week. Pay attention to that. Stay tuned to that. Uh, I know there are a lot of good Kings fans out there in the community that have a lot to say right now. They always do. We always do. But specifically right now. And I want to hear what other people have to say. We, you know, we know how we, we feel the two of us, but maybe it's not the same. Maybe there's someone out there that still has hope. Uh, I know it's not Tim Maxwell and I know it's not John Bull. Those guys, those guys don't have the hope. Uh, I love those guys. Twitter pages, by the way, follow them. If you can, 
John Bull is always saying fun stuff. All right. That's going to do it for us on this Wednesday episode of the Sports Ethos podcast. Come back on Friday. Stop watching the Kings. Go do something else with your life um, to ensure that you actually have happiness. All right. Slater, dudes. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.